Welcome to the Wandering Sun Podcast. I am the Wandering Sun, Eric Viatoro, and I'm so happy that you tuned in today. I don't know if this is your first time, your second time, or maybe you've stuck around since the beginning, but I just want to welcome you and thank you for tuning in. Uh, today, I have an incredible person on the podcast. We have an incredible testimony that's coming up shortly. But before we get to that, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, I took a quick little break for the last two to three weeks. You haven't really heard from me. I haven't put out a new episode. I hadn't put out a new episode until now. And it's because I just wanted to take some time to really plan and vision with God as to where I need to go forward. Um, I take my time very serious and I take your time very serious. And most importantly, I take God's time and the voice that he's giving me very seriously. Um, and so I-, I wanted to take some time to really just pray and um, vision, you know, so I'm extremely excited because I did hear from God and I did get some fresh ideas. So um, I'll keep you in the loop as things develop. But today I have my good friend Isaac Rivera on the podcast. Now, Isaac was one of the first, no, he was actually the first person I ever interacted with when I came into this church. And on top of that, he was the first person to ever pray over me uh, during uh, ministry time. And uh, through my interaction with him and through the prayer that I received from him, I knew that this was real, that, that this thing called Christianity, that, that God was absolutely real because he spoke some things over me that completely blew my mind away. Some things that he shouldn't have known and he didn't know because God gave him access to it. And so as, as my relationship with Isaac grew, I, I got to um, hear his testimony and hear, so, uh, hear of some of his experiences in the world. And honestly, when he started sharing some of these things with me, I was completely blown away because you would not expect him to go through some of the things that he has gone through. So we sat down and, and, and I finally was able to get him on here to share. And I was just completely blown away because he spoke of some things that um, he hadn't even talked to me in person um, prior to this interview. And so, um, you know, it was completely Holy Spirit led. And, and man, I just know that you're going to get something out of this. So be attentive um, and just listen. That's just it. Let's not take this for granted. Um, Again, I thank you for tuning in, and I and I pray that Holy Spirit speaks to you through this episode. Enjoy. So I'm from Honduras. I was born there. I didn't I, know uh, you were from Honduras. I'm from Honduras, bro. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I lo- actually, I love Honduras. Really love my country. Yeah, dude, um, I love Honduras. I have such a, a passion. It's it, it it burns. You know, it's it's there. So there's a there's a lot that I want to do there. Um, but to not stray away, I come from Honduras. I, I came here at the age of seven, and I turned eight here. And uh, it's crazy because I, I was. I was really listening to your podcast, you know, and your testimony, what you shared. And mm-hmm. the, honestly, the same thing happened to me. Very, very similar. Uh, young kid, you know, wanted to experiment, you know, and it was very um, wicked. <laughs> it yeah. Was, it was very, it was very dark. And um, I didn't understand it, you know, because as a, as a kid, you don't understand things like that. You don't know why things like that are, why you're so curious, why you want to, you know experiment like that 
And so, uh, you know, coming to this country, you know, with with that experience there, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I would like something that you said, you know, that I related to was you you always look for that opportunity to experience more, yep. you know, because you're curious, you're, you already uh, tasted a bit of it and you're like, hey, man, like, you know, where, where is that at? Where, where yeah. can I find more of that? Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's so interesting. And, and I guess I want to say that, you know, to the, to the listener who, who's really listening to us, um, reach out, you know, reach out. If you, if, you haven't, uh, if you haven't been able to share, if you haven't been able to cope with it, if you haven't been able to give it to God, uh, there's people here who will understand you. There's people here who, who want to pray for you, who want to minister to you, and it's hard. You know, it's hard. I, I, I yeah. think the first time I actually shared it with uh, with people uh, was, uh, I think, a year after I got saved. So I was about 21, 20, okay. 20, I think. Yeah. And it was very it was very traumatic. You know, I didn't I didn't un, I didn't realize how traumatic it was because it was something, you know, you're experimenting with younger kids. You're, you're not you're not you're not you know, you don't think it's bad, but you don't understand what it's really doing to you. And so I did I did, um, you know, get molested, you know, as, as a child. Also, so coming here, you know, I was already very uh, to myself almost, but also mm. curious. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was a weird like, because uh, you know, people would think that I was okay, you know, because I was always such a happy kid, you know, right. like outgoing, like you know, just being my regular self. But behind the curtains, there was something within me that was uh, broken, you know, that was so so broken. And so um, came to this country, same thing, same experience. Same pain, same wickedness. Now that I that I think about it, I wish that I, it would never happen to to anybody. But um, the Lord heals you. The Lord heals your heart. You know, it's very hard for me to share. I didn't think it would be so hard for me to share. So this is this is. But you know, very raw. even as you're even as you're talking about it, bro, it's so important to share because, especially with those experiences, because yeah. one of the first things that I heard from from my pastor. I was the first person I shared it with. Yeah, same. Right? <laughs> Actually, yeah. And the first thing he said, he looked at me and he said, you would be surprised, you know, how many people have told me that. Yeah. And that, you would think that that is like, oh, yeah, I bet. No, no it's a, like, yeah. wait, you're telling me I'm not, I'm not, the only one, you know? Yeah. And so, and there is a lot of people living in that, in that darkness, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, man, I just, it's, it's important because now we're called to be able to, to help, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. And we can. And honestly, what I can say about that is that the truth will set you free. Yeah. Um, facts. The truth will set you free. And, and, um, you know, you think that the truth doesn't carry weight, but when you, when you release it, it does. You know, when when you share it, it does. You know, it carries a weight. It, there there is a healing process um, for that. Yeah. And uh, it's it's not it's not easy. You know, you want to dwell into into other things. Um, so I'm gonna keep going. So came to this country. Uh, you know, my my I can I come from a Christian background. So my my entire family, really from Honduras, they uh, knew the Lord. They you know went to church. They attended church, and they were God fearing people. You know, mm-hmm. they loved. They love the Lord, um, so I I had that that background there, but I had never experienced an encounter with the Lord. So at age um, ten, um, I go to a, a local church here in uh, uh, in Laurel, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they uh, 
they're all about Jesus, man. Like they're they're all about Jesus. I, I still know the pastor. I know I know his wife, and they love the Lord. They love God. And um, we went there. You know, I, I was a part of the the uh, the plays. I was a, a part of the you know the the youth. Uh, oh, you were choir. involved. Like I was involved. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I wasn't just going to church. Like I I I love God. That I was the type of person who, when I was younger, I would I would go into the the. Uh, the bus and I would begin to tell people about Jesus mm. and I would say, Hey, like, you know, Jesus loves you. Or I would, and it, I've always had this, um, this thing. And I believe it's from the Lord where I, I can literally be around somebody and they begin to share, you know, mm. they begin to, to, uh, expose the things that they, they're dealing with. And it, I've never been able to really, you know, um, I guess uh, put a title to that, but you know, it's, I guess it's just favor and, and grace because I've always had the opportunity to just love on somebody, and so I, I feel like that—that's encouraged me. Uh, so it was definitely a gift too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not yeah. Yeah, going going to this uh, going to this church, man. I learned a lot. You know, I learned about Jesus. I I, I but you know what? Even there, I never really. Um, I never really shared with anybody, you know, the traumatic experiences that I, that I that I uh, that you know I came across, you know, as a child. I it, I don't know why, but for some reason I feel as almost as a as a parent, um, as some as a senior leader, almost, you know, you don't want to think that the youth are dealing with these things. Hmm. Um, you want to believe that you know they're. They haven't encountered malice like that and evil like that, you know. But ignorance isn't isn't the way to go. Yeah, you know, we have to. I'm not a parent, but I do I do believe in being open and 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 honest. And I think that as a parent, I definitely want to ask my kids, you know, like how they are, and and give them that. Uh, avenue to really express themselves and yeah. and and share. You know, I I, I think. You know, a lot of the times, you know, as a child, I was afraid to to, to share with my parents. I, I I thought that if I shared, they were gonna get mad, or you know, they were gonna something was gonna happen, something terrible was gonna happen. Yeah. But I think we have to definitely like break out of that, you know, and give the youth, um, children, the opportunity to to be vocal about what they're going through. Well, you know, you know I think even for that, I think it starts with the. Uh, the relationship with God yeah. because oh, yeah. there's nothing that you can, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I just don't feel there's, uh, you could be the most charismatic, most cool person, but if if my heart is not ready to share yeah. and if the enemy is deep in my mind putting thoughts, yeah, you know, and if I'm living in sin, and lust, yeah. then it's just these layers that will stop you from saying anything because you you'll be blind. You won't even know that something's wrong. Right. I believe that. Okay. And I, and I share that with you. the The only thing I would say is that we need to be able to teach that to our kids. Right. We need to be able to speak that over them and mm. show them, like, hey, you know, it it's okay. Like that, there's a way to go about things. You know. And I feel sure. like I, I feel like we've made it this thing where we can't be open with our kids and tell them, hey, you know, 
touching is not okay. You know oh, what, I you, see what you're You know saying. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like because at, at church, really, really think about it. Like at church, when do you, I, personally, from my personal experience, I've been to a lot of churches and, and I'm not speaking for the entire, the worldwide church. That's not what I'm doing. I'm saying from my personal experience, I think that it's something that we have to do more. Like we have to be, you know, and, and you know, there, there's, there's a, uh, definitely like a, a balance, <laughs> you know, like a, it, it can be censored, but I think it can be also vocalized to, to the you, children. Would you say that it, it, it starts with even teaching, I think like even in marital class? Oh, yeah. I think it starts oh, yeah. there. That's, that's a good point. You yeah. know, because even with my, with my little brother, because of my experience, yeah. dude, I literally heard um, or I, I felt the Holy Spirit Tell me it's time. Mm. It's go. time to teach. Yep. Like dude was six years old. Yeah. It's time to teach because yeah. things are moving. Okay. Yeah. And I said, okay. Mm. Hey, um, let's talk about <laughs> um, sex. Yeah. Yeah. And man. and then it's beautiful though with when, when you're guided by the Holy Spirit, because what did the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit and you know, like in my flesh, I'll probably go to like, you know, so this is what happens with a man and a woman. But Holy Spirit was like, yeah, no, 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 no. Give the design. Yeah. How, where did man and woman start? Ah, what good. what was the purpose yeah. of this? What is what is family? What is what is the purpose of sex? So it it's I it is a process of teaching, but I think yeah. I think when it happens, and and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when it happens and nobody notice, it could be a little too late. Because now it's it's in there, and if you as a parent haven't built that relationship up with your child, mm-hmm. then that's even that you have to work at. Because yeah. if you don't have that relationship where they can be honest with you, yeah, yeah, then why would they? Right. You know, yeah. fear does crazy things. You know, and and we see that in in Genesis. It's the very first thing that the enemy caused in man. Mm. I mean, he caused man to well after. They fell right. It's it's yeah. the very first thing that you see, you know, uh, the first interaction that you see with uh, woman and man and God was fear. They were afraid yeah, of God. They were afraid true. to go to God. You know, hiding. Yeah, and God already knew. You know, so He already knew this. And I, I think that, you know, we're not parents, but I I definitely think that um, it has to be. Sp- you, you have to speak about it more, you know, in Absolutely. the church. Like, I feel like they're in the marriage classes, like, that's a great, like, that's a, I think that's, you start. that's a great, that's a great place to talk about those things. Cause you get, you know, the, the, the that couple who's, you know, potentially going to have kids in the next two, three years, maybe yep. four years. Um, and they're ready. They're like, yeah, at some point I got to talk to my child. I got to I gotta make sure that they know that they can come to me. Yeah. And I make sure that they know that it's safe to come to me, you know? And as a parent, um, I, I, I don't, have that you know i'm not a parent but sure. as a as a person who disciples and and you know i've had people under me um i feel like a parent you know and so i'm i'm always like trying i, I always want to protect i always want to you know pour in i, I always want to you know show love and grace and and understanding and i i get that i get that in, in parents you know, like I, I get that, that you always want to protect your kids. Um, so I would definitely encourage the parents who are listening, like start start 
with the uh, uh, relationship, relationship that you have with your with your husband and make sure that you guys are in, in, in agreement to what uh, needs to happen. And, and you guys are parents, you know, the Lord will lead you into it. That's true. Marital class. All Marital right. class. I like we that. We get to work there. Yeah. Um, so so you, you went through childhood trauma. Yeah. Um, you come to the U.S., the childhood trauma continues. Same thing, yeah. Um, let's let's go forward to how um, uh, now you're going. You know, you're getting older, going into high school, and all of these things. Or, okay. Or you just start to experience more of the world. Um, I I kind of know your testimony of some of the things that you yeah. did, so I would love for you to just just share. Oh yeah, definitely. I I mean, I, the reason I kind of wanted to start uh, from the bottom is because it it all makes sense to why. The enemy wanted to kill me. <laughs> mm. So, um, you know, as a as a young kid, um, 10, 11, 12, loved going to church. You know, at, at some point, my parents decided that um, they didn't want to go to church anymore. You know, and so I would stay at home. Um, and my parents, very hardworking parents, amazing parents. I'll never say anything bad about them because, like, they are amazing. They're amazing parents. Took care of me. You know, throughout my entire life, yeah. Um, there's only so much a parent can do, you know. And so, um, dude, shout out, shout out to the parents. to Hispanic parents, yeah, too. bro. They be they specifically because we Hispanic, yeah. but shout out to Hispanic parents that traveled here, man, and really made a life and and you know gave us the opportunity to have an opportunity. Yo, they worked hard. Yeah, you know, they didn't come here and nothing was handed to them. They worked hard. Yeah, you know, and a lot of things are handed to us. You know, we 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 disregard that, but a lot of things are. Are handed to us, you know, it's now, and it's the benefit of our parents back, it's true. you know, and so, um, you know, uh, because of that, because of the fact that they had to work and they weren't really present a lot of the time, you know, I would go out, play, uh, play with my friends, go play football, you know, I met a girl. You know, and and you know, as a as a Carlos would be like, it always starts with a girl. It always starts with a girl, <laughs> man. Oh man! But you know, I met a girl. I, I was still yeah. pretty calm, you know, at 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 thirteen. I, I met okay. a girl, and um, you know, it was the first time that I, you know, I actually had an encounter with with the other sex. So you know, um, you know, I had lost my, you know, my virginity, and you know, it was crazy. Like this, I remember this. I remember that this. This girl was dealing with she was she she was dealing with a lot of things like she okay. was depressed she was suicidal um, mm. a lot of insecurity issues and some something happened um, when we we did that you know mm. when we became one essentially because you know that's what really happened like negatively like neg- negatively yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the, negatively like I I, I my my character began to change. Like I, I began to to get angry. I began to get mm. sad and lonely, and and I would feel like very uh, de- like self destructive. Like I, I wanted to self destruct almost. I've I've never experienced that. Like I had never experienced. I was always a happy kid, you know. Even after all the traumatic stuff I, I faced, I was always a very um, happy kid. Yeah. But same. um, you know, I noticed that, and and. I didn't notice that until, you know, after I got saved, really, because I started to see how, how you know, something, right, when that happened, something shifted in my life. And so I let this person in, in a way that I wasn't supposed to. I wasn't married, you know, um, and I began to flip out, like, hmm. f- like flip out mode, because, I you know, I got so sad. I got so, like, depressed. I started, uh, you know, uh, picking up cigarette buds, like, you know, in the street, bro, really? like random, bro, like this curiosity for like things that I knew I wasn't supposed to do. Like that's how I started. Like I, I would mm. pick up like a you know a half 
burnt cigarette and I I had a, a lighter, I'd I you know, let that join I was like 13. Wow. And um and I was I was so interested in that, you know, I was like, oh man, this is this is cool. You know, and so um at the age of like I think I was turning 14. I started smoking a little bit of weed. I started, uh, you know, drinking a little bit more. I was still, you know, in this toxic relationship because that's really what it was. It was all yeah. just very, um, you know, sexual. You know, that's all, really all it was. And I thought it was love. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking, I'm smoking, and I'm having sex. And so this is a terrible mix. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a terrible mix because something is causing you to try to drown yourself with all these things. You know, you're trying to cope. You're trying to, when, when, when I usually hear people are dealing with um, addictions and things like that, um, I'm going to say nine times out of 10, but 10 times out of 10 is because they want to cope in some type of way. They want to cope sure. with stress. They want to cope with, with uh, you know, past memories, uh, bitterness, um, or they're just bored. And and because you're bored, that's a that's a form of coping too. Yeah, you know, and people are like, I'm just bored. I don't. I'm, I'm not sad. I'm not depressed. I mean, you're trying to cope because you're bored. Yeah. you're not doing nothing. You feel like there's no purpose, so you're you're, t- you're doing something. Yeah, you know. And so, um, I'm 15, 16. I'm still with this girl, bro. I I think I'm like, at 17 we break up, right? And at let me let me let me go back. At 16, I I had a, a best friend. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to throw his name out there, but he was my best friend. And um, I didn't really uh, know his family all too well, but, you yeah. know, he was very cool. Like, you know, liked to smoke weed and, and drink, you know, and party. And, you know, I was all about that. I was already in that lifestyle. Um, and so I uh, realized that around, uh, around 17, I realized that there was something very different about his family. And... What it was was that they were gang members. Mm. His entire family was they were gang members. They were they were uh five eight six bloods, honey gang bloods. So bounty hunter bloods and if you're if you're a blood, you know what I'm saying. I have no <laughs> idea what you're saying. No, so, but I know bloods though. Yeah. I mean if if if, yeah. if you're a blood, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, you know, and and they come from B more, you know, they extend it out here into Maryland and a lot of people say, you know, there's no real gangs here. I'm I'm sorry to tell you, there is organized crime here. So mm. um, you know, and we we were as about as organized as you can get. So mm. I'm talking, you know, I got to a point where I was I was drinking every day, drinking um about uh, between half a bottle to an entire bottle of liquor. And this um, is you at what, 16, 17? I'm, I'm 16 turning 17. Sure. And it all happened, I, I kind of got even more self-destructive than I really already was because, you know, that relationship with that girl had ended. So sophomore year, I'm 16. Um, this relationship with this girl is, is ending and, and I don't know how to cope with it, right? I don't yeah. got God. I don't got friends, really. I just got people who I can smoke weed with and, 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 and do drugs. And so I got, you know, I got very, I've, I've always been interested in like a mark, marketing, but you know, the business side of things. So, you know, I have my own business, but you know, I started, I started selling drugs, you know, and it, it started small, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of at the beginning, you're kind of just selling to, you know, supply your own addiction. Mm. So that's really all I was doing. I was, I was selling, you know, dubs, dimes, you know, of, of, of weed, uh, tray fives or eighths of weed and, you know, giving them to people. Uh, selling them, I got so good at it that I had people who were 
literally working for me. Mm. And I would even send some of my friends to different schools. So so I went to Northwood and I had people at Wheaton, Einstein. Oh, um, so you started building a network. Bro, I started, yeah, I, yeah. I had something going like that, man. I, I had like, we were like, man, like there's not enough people here to buy. Mm. So, you know, you know, there's not enough people here to buy. So let's extend out, you know, we would get kicked out of one school, go to the other one and just start you know, selling, bro. And I got really good at it. I got really good at it, bro. But then, you know, that was just weed, right? And so um, Coke gets introduced to me hmm. and I'm like, well, what is this? <laughs> you know, you know, this is, this is a hefty price. This is, this is where the money's at. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and I was so bad, bro. I was so bad because I didn't care about people. Like I, I honestly hated people. Like, like for real hated people. Like I wanted to see people like die, you know, mm. and, and I've never really shared that with, with, uh, with a lot of people before, but that's kind of how I was feeling towards everybody. Like I just wanted them to die. I wanted to see them in the same place where I was. Mm. And so what do I do? Uh, and, and by the way, all of this is getting supplied by my, my homie's older brother. And so my homie's older brother, you know, he he's uh, what, like 25, 26 at the time. We're like 17, 16, 17, around that, that, that age. Uh, and he's supplying everything, and, you know, and I'm making them money. I'm making myself some money. Everybody's good. And that was with weed. And, and then here comes the Coke. And they're like, try this. And so mm-hmm. I got to a point where I was selling, I was selling some Coke on the side. Um, but I didn't expand. I'm not going to lie. I didn't expand, um, because I was afraid. Hmm. I was afraid of, cause I, I knew that we had already had problems with the, with the cops. And so I didn't expand to, to other schools like that. I would just, you know, have a little bit of, uh, like have a little bit of Coke here and there, a gram here and there, you know, to, to continue to supply really my addiction. Right. But what I made money though, was when, when I started to break the Coke and mix it with Molly. It would give you an entire different substance. And for the Coke heads who like Coke, they love it because the burn is is stronger. With Molly, if you sniff Molly, the burn is almost four or five times as, as stronger than with, with Coke. And that's really addicting to people, you know, mm. that burn that you get. I've only tried it, I only tried it a few times and I didn't really want to, you know try it too much after that because I loved it. It felt so mm. good. And so I liked it so much. I was like, yeah, I better chill out, you know, try your own supply. You can, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, you cart. caught it. You caught yeah. it. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. So um, I start uh, with Zans and, and nobody knew about Xanax, bro. Like at this time, uh, I don't remember what year it was. Uh, 2000, I'm going to say 14, 13, 2013, 14. Nobody really knew about Xanax. Like like that, like they, you know, the, not not our generation, not the, not not the people I went to school with, anyways. They didn't really know about that stuff. And um, as soon as I I got my hands into some Xanax, that's when everything started to flip out, bro. Like Xanax will literally make you lose track of time. And so I got hooked on that, mm. uh, and I couldn't stop it. The first time I tried it, it was an automatic, let's go for me, because it felt like I was drunk. You know, mm. and I would lose like, you know, like gaps of time. I would lose a day or two, bro. Like I would I would wake up, I would go to sleep at, at, at let's say 6 p.m. And I would wake up two days later at like 7 a.m. And I'm thinking it's the same day, you know, 
like that, not knowing, not knowing what I, what I did, what, what I did the night before or the other day before. Um, yeah. And so, uh, I'm, I'm in this just backs, bad, bad, just mix of, of doing drugs and, and, you know, heartbroken. So you're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having sex with other females and, uh, that's all terrible because, you know, um, it's just a poor sex life when, when you're, you're mixing drugs and mm. you're trying to have sex with females. This is a poor sex life, bro. I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. Like you're not really, you're not really, um, it's just a poor sex life. I mean, you know? yeah, your body's just your sleep body's essentially. Messed up, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're messed up. And so, you know, that that definitely like made me feel self-conscious. I've never I never experienced like an insecurity like that where where you feel like you can't please a woman and you're like, Well, what's going on with me? What's going on with my body? Like I'm a man. You know what I'm saying? And um so that insecurity hit hard, bro. Like, and that made me even more depressed, you know, because I'm like, and, and I didn't know, I didn't realize at the time that what was messing me up was the hard drugs that I was doing. You know, I was I was messed up. I was drinking half a bottle of, of, of liquor, vodka, dark liquor, Cat Morgan, whatever it was. Hennessy was my favorite, but it, I, it was expensive, so I didn't yeah. <laughs> like paying for that crap. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, I was drinking all of that. And on top of that, guess what? I was working for moving companies because I, I was about my, my money still. And I had to keep, I had to keep the front, right? Because my family knew that this is 18, 19, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of high school. Um, my family knew that I had money, but they didn't know where, I, where, where my, my money was coming from. So I'm like, I need to get a job. You know, I need, Cover to, it yeah, up. I need to get a job. You're so, like Pablo Escobar. Bro, buy a bunch of little yeah, stores to keep the money. Yeah, like, bro. Yeah. It's crazy. So um, basically, um, I have a, I have a, a, what's it called? I, have, I get a moving job, right? I start, I start working for a moving company. And uh, at moving jobs, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, as a mover, I know this, is that when people move, they don't want to take their old liquor. Right, they don't want to take their old old liquor bottles, mm -hmm. and so it's crazy. It's crazy how the enemy knew exactly what was messing me up, and he gave me the the perfect opportunity to always have liquor without spending a dime in it. So mm -hmm. every time I would go into a job, they would see my my eighteen year old face, bro, and the clients would be like, "Hey, you want to take some of these bottles?" And I was like, <laughs> "Heck yeah, I want to take some of this. <laughs> I want to take some of this for sure. Let me let me get it." What? And so, bro, I would literally, I would literally, I'm telling you, bro, I would literally have a, a small moving box filled up with a whole bunch of bottles, bro, like, like nothing. Racked up, wow. Good for the week. I'm like, bet drunk, you know. And I, I was, I was, a, I was a, a, a functioning drunk because you know, um, I could still function. I could still go to work, but yeah. internally, spiritually, in my mind, I was, I was messed up. You know, I, I was messed up, bro. Like. I got to the point where um, this is uh, I'm I'm 19. This is a uh, 2015, I think 2016, mm -hmm. and this is like New Year's, New Year's Day. I was just with a female, and um, and same thing, you know. Um, you feel terrible. You feel terrible. It's not. It's not fruitful. It, it, there's no um, what's it called satisfaction from yeah. it anymore. And I'm I'm laying on my bed and I'm like God, I literally I don't even know why I said this, but I was so like I was so like depressed at the moment that uh, I was like God, if you don't if you don't do something, I'm gonna die next year. Hmm. Like I'm gonna die next year because I I would wake up I would wake up two days later 
from being so drunk, like almost blue, bro, like like almost greenish, like Sheesh. from like how like dehydrated I was and like almost dying. I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm keeping no, saying. And um, you know, I'm thankful, bro, because in that, you know, in 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 that brokenness, the Lord heard me. I knew he heard me. Um, things began to to shift, but I want to I want to talk more about the gang life. When I got jumped in, I was already affiliated for two years, and so uh, we we went to some apartment complex. We're there, and and I you know I I I'm I'm, I'm going to the back of the I'm going to the back of the of the of the a patio, you know, for their apartment. And all you see is a whole bunch of grown men, bro, come out. Like, I'm talking about, like, old, like, big homie was coming and uh, older homies from, from B-more were there. I'm talking, bro, holding big freaking straps, bro. Like, like it was, I'm, we had guns, you know, we had shoddies, we had some, some four fives, we, we had some, some, some handguns, some, some, some guns we even stole from moving jobs, bro, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Um, but nothing like automatic weapons, like what they had, bro. They, they, I was like, oh man, like, <laughs> yo, like I'm about to get sh- levels. Hold yeah, on. bro. I was like, I'm about to get shot, bro. And, uh, my brother's homie comes up to me and he's like, is that time? And I knew when he said that to me, I was like, yeah, I'm about to get beat. Like I knew, like I, I knew I was like, yeah, like it's, I'm about to be hurt for a couple of days, you know, as soon as he said that. And I'm a youngin', bro. Like I was, I was Seven? No, no, I was eighteen. I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. It had been two years since I was affiliated, so I was eighteen. And um, uh, basically, he's like, "How you want to get down?" And um, he gave us he gave us an option. Me and my cousin, we about to get down. We're the only we're the only uh, uh, half Mexican and Honduran uh, in a blood gang. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's not very common. I know y'all see six nine, yeah, but that's not very common, yeah, right? Yeah. Like if you if you uh, it's if not you, common at all. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It's, if you're Latino and you you're part of a blood gang, is because you was doing some things. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've you, actually told people about you and that testimony, yeah. and they're like Latino. Yeah, that ain't yeah. Bro, he lying. There ain't yeah. no Latinos in the blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight up, bro. And 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 you know, um, so that he comes up to me. He's like. You want a mission or you want to get jumped right now? And I'm 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 like, you know, I'm five seven, like five eight, you know, at most. And my cousin's six four. Big dude, you know, like strong, like he like jacked up. And I'm like this, you know, little thing. And so in my mind, I'm like, man, if I say I want a mission, I'm gonna look like a punk. So I was like, yo, I'm gonna get jumped right now, bro. Like straight like that. And in my you know, inside I'm like, yo, what did I dude. just say, bro? Like, I just signed my 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 death and um my uh my older cousin he was like i'll take the mission you know straight like that i was like dang i should have just said that right and 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 you know what they you know what he did uh well actually not my not my uh homie's older brother another homie who who he had he was higher ranked he came um he came and he was like man you a punk now he said some other things like you know he was cursing him out but he was telling my cousin, you a punk. Look at your little cousin right here. He about to get jumped in and you want a mission. And so he did, you know, he, you know what he said to, to me? He was like, you know what your mission is? You about to jump your cousin. Shoot. Yeah, I, we rocked him, bro. Like, I'm, I'm talking about there's no, like, because the thing is, they didn't have to say it. But I knew if I, if I didn't put in work that 
I was gonna get beat because right. you know we're we're family, but in there, bro, there was no love, bro. I didn't love my I didn't love my cousin, right? You know, not at all, man. And at that point, you weren't even thinking right. I mean, you were in a whole different in mm-hmm. a whole different state. Yeah, you know, I carried a lot of that weight with me because yeah. you know I got out of it. Well. The Lord got me out of it, so we'll get we'll get yeah, into yeah. Yeah, talk about that because that's yeah. even that's a whole thing. Yeah, but uh, you know he he hasn't been able to. You know he's been in in and out of jail. You know I'm doing wow. doing some real time, bro. Like I don't want to get too much into that because there's some there's some uh, some things going on right no, now. Still happening, you know. Yeah. So um, but you know he th- the first time he went in, he served five years. Hmm. You know, so for me it's like. I carry that with me at times, but I, 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 I did carry that with me, better said, at, before. And I, I was able to give it to the Lord, and, and now I'm able to intercede for him because, you know, I still love him. He's my, he's my family, you know. Of course, yeah. You know. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, jumped him in. He got rocked. And uh, he's a big dude, so he was good. You know, we we uh, we partied. We we had a little cookout. You know, everything was good. Females came over. Everything was fine. You know, mm-hmm. but I knew that something had shifted even more in in our relationship. In the in our relationship, you know, as 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 family. Yeah. You know, there was betrayal there, and and, and it's understandable. You know, like I shouldn't have laid my hands on him. You should never lay your hands on your family. Yeah. You know, and so um, on anybody really, but specifically on your family. Right. And so, um, you know, I noticed that that uh, it started to become this thing where there was always a lot of conflict. Like we we started wrecking, like a lot, bro. Like we would be drunk, and you would if we get drunk, you'd find us like beating each other, bro. Like I'm I'm not I'm not talking about like like, not, like really fighting. I'm talking about like you trying to kill each other. And, you know, and I be I'm pretty small, but I'm pretty strong, you know. So you know, I was putting in some work. He was putting in some work, like broken teeth and and other stuff like that. And so uh, we would have even yo know, like with this with this um, with five eight six we we would even have like these um, almost like a rousting. Let's call it a rousting. I don't um, even know what that is. It's it's like when uh, we would we would go out and we would literally pick a fight with MS thirteen, bro. Hmm. We would literally okay. go into what we called up, up top, which is the it's a Korean corner. If y'all know the Korean corner, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, we would go there and we would just look for MS-13, bro, and just start wrecking. That was our. That was like our downtime, bro, to to go out and like wreck MS-13 and mm. and and get into fights and and do all that crazy stuff. And I didn't realize like how how terrible that was, bro. We like it got so bad that one time one of our homies he was at, at at the Burger King, right? And if y'all know Korean corner, y'all know exactly where the Burger King is. They were getting some food. You know, they're in the drive-through. It's him, um, uh, one of the other homies, and two other females, right? And uh, they're grabbing some food. It's it's chill, and all they see is like um, twelve, thirteen um, MS thirteens, like like homies, like little youngins, bro. Like, and that's that's why we hated MS thirteen primarily because they would they would get these young little kids, bro, to do whatever they wanted to do, and so. All you, all you, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing what my homie was telling me. I'm sharing what my homie was telling me. He was saying that they, they gather around his car and they started throwing these huge stones, bro, in the car, like breaking windows, like, like, you know, they were about to kill them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he says that all he, all he could do was speed up. Like, um, you know, he, he was trying to gun it and he clips one of them, bro. And he, yeah, he gets caught on the, on the hood 
And uh, he says that, you know, three seconds go by at most, and all he sees is, all he sees is this young kid go under his car. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Under his car, bro. And I'm, I'm, I'm like a, maybe three blocks away. I have my, uh, uh, you know, my bottle, my my J. I'm good. You know, I'm smoking. I have this guy coming in, bruised up. His car's banged up. They come to the to the trap house, which is what we had there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were all trapped out. We were drunk. We were just listening to him rant. We were like, "Yo, what are you doing here, bro?" Like he was like, "I'm just dropping everybody off. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go turn myself in." And so basically, that's exactly what he did. He he shared what what happened, you know. And he went to the the police station and he turned himself in. Four hours later, he's out the door. Gave him, gave him medical attention, gave him food, gave him something to drink. <laughs> out the door, hmm. and I'm like, there is no way you're free right now, right? And what had happened was the police got the the tapes from the Burger King, and it was all self defense. Right. It was all self defense, and so they just let him out. They had a court hearing. They were okay, you know. It was all self defense, but the kid he died. Oh man. He got paralyzed, and then they had him, you know, in the ICU, and then I think they had him like uh, you know in a coma for a couple months, and then I, like three months later, we're here. He's dead. Hmm. You know, and so that homie was tripping. He had he was like on self destruct mode because he had just like killed somebody. So um, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, it was crazy. And there was other things, man, stabbing, shootings, um, um, drive bys. I mean, y- you name it, we we probably did it. Um, so how did how so how did it happen? How did you get get free? Because from yeah. from what I know from from gangs is you're either. In, or in you, there, or you're, you're dead. dead. Yeah, literally. Or you go to jail, bro. And I'm, even in jail, you're still active, bro. I'm telling you, but it's by the grace of God. And so you remember, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm having this prayer, right? I'm, I'm praying, I'm praying to God, and and I'm I'm basically telling God, like, hey, like if you don't, if you don't, if you don't do something, I'm gonna die. Yeah. Like, that's literally all I said, and I I remember this, and I was so like high and drunk, but I remember saying that, and um, I think it's like this is uh, New Year's. And a rape charge comes into the hood. One of we, I still don't know to this day what happened with that, but a rape charge uh, comes into the hood and gang unit shows up. Gang unit shows up and he start. They start booking everybody, bro. So gang unit is exactly what it sounds like. What what is that? A gang unit is basically a, a specific unit. Um, for gangs, so right. they're so, okay. they're 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 there to um, put you in jail. <laughs> All right, yeah. To find out what you're doing, and if you're terrorizing, if you're if you have organized crime, you're getting booked. Racketeering yeah. charges, you name it, like you're getting booked. Yeah. If you're selling drugs, if you whatever organized crime that you have, and they can prove it, you're going to jail for a very long time. Yeah, but they started know. off with a rape charge, right? And so everybody booked it. Everybody, bro. I'm talking about homies who live there. Um, decades, bro, dipping out of the neighborhood. Like they're like, yeah, I'm not staying here for this. Cause if you get caught, you're done, bro. You're done. A lot of the homies got got booked with with coke, with weed, with with drugs, and so all of that was getting stacked up, you know, to to frame everybody, bro, to to book everybody, and um, and so uh, and a lot and. Thankfully, I wasn't stupid enough to like get tatted up and have a whole bunch of these. Uh, I got tatted, but I didn't get a whole bunch of like um, like self-incriminating, like like stupid yeah, tattoos, tattoos, bro. And, yeah. and and 
a lot of the homies did have that, you know. And they yeah. were like old five eight six, you know, honey gang bloods, like like everything, bro. Um, and so it's it's easy to it's easy to to see it. Somebody somebody who knows about it, it's easy to see it. And so um, that hits the hood March, right? And then basically, bro, like after that, it's like radio silence. Nobody's talking to nobody, bro. Nobody knows who who's in trouble. Nobody knows who who's like snitching. Who who's a rat? You know, nobody knows nothing, bro. Everybody's just like cool and everybody's just doing their own thing. Mm. And so from March through like June, there was radio silence. And so through that, through that, like the Lord began to send people to invite me to church. And like random people, bro, like like I had this this um this girl at this church that was actually in the neighborhood and they were they were always going out and evangelizing us. They would see us drunk on the curve and I'm talking about drunk out of our minds doing stupid things. Yeah. And they would preach to us, and we would make. I would make fun of it. I'd be like, "Yo, nobody trying to hear that, bro. Like, keep it walking. You know, what I mean? I'm not trying to listen to you right you now. See, this is why we don't evangelize. Yeah, no, bro, we gotta evangelize. Them, <laughs> we got to That's evangelize. a whole nother thing. We don't, yes. I don't think we want to get into that. Um, no, we should though. Um, but uh, dude, I'm gonna evangelize to my whole block. I live in the hood. Invite me <laughs> for real. Let's go. Um, yeah. And so, um, basically. This girl invites me, right? And and she's there and she she's pretty, bro. Like I look at her, I'm like, okay, he could be wifey. Let, That's me, it. let me see what's going on. And it was all lust, bro. Like I looked at her, I was like, I like that. Yeah. Um, and so she invited me to church and you know, I befriended her. Nothing happened with her, man. And she was a very respectful, very respectful woman. She, you know, she loved Jesus and she was genuinely inviting me to church because she she saw that I was broken. Yeah. And so that was like kind of like the beginning, that was like the seed. You know, like I went to their church and I'm not going to lie, I didn't like it because, you know, it was, I don't have anything against Hispanic churches or anything like that. It's just, I personally didn't feel at home there. And so, and, but they, you know, they were preaching, they were, they were loving on Jesus. They were praising God and and I'm thankful for them because, um, you know, I went to their church and they took me in and I was still like doing my, you know, my same, same old things like, you know, smoking, still, you know, having sex, still doing all these other things. And the only reason I was really there was for the girl. Right. And um, I'm, I'm keeping it real. Like that's the only reason I was there. I mean, Cindy's gonna mess me up, but <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, there's a good flip. To yeah, it. yeah, there's yeah, a good yeah, flip yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so you know, I have people invite me, and then my my cousin Jasmine, right? She she goes to this church. She invites me. She's like, hey, you want to go to to uh, King of the Nations? I'm like, nah, I'm good. And I, I think she was going to another church called El Calvario, and so I went to that one. And I'm at that church, bro, and I'm literally like. <laughs> bro, that joint was like three hours long. Yeah, I don't hate on Spanish. I, I, his, yeah. Latino churches, I'm not hating, bro. I, I just, I just, I, it wasn't my home. Like I just didn't feel it. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and it was a great church. I'm not gonna lie. Great people, amazing people. But I just, I was asleep. Right. You know, I was asleep. And so, it's June. I think it's June. Don't don't. I think it's June or August. Okay. It's either June or August. But uh, I had a little girl on the side. She was she she was she was uh, definitely something special. She was beautiful, and um, uh, I cared for her, but I never loved her. I, I don't think I ever loved anybody um, until I met Cindy, honestly. Um, but I thought I, I thought I, I I loved her, but I really really only kind of like just had her there for it's lust. Yeah, you know, for sex. Yeah, and so um, basically. 
I remember being with this girl and <laughs> this is like, it's, it's, it's August, it's August for sure. And so this is August and I remember being with this girl and I say something, right? We're asleep and I say something and bro, she like turns around and hits me. And I'm like, yo, why'd you hit me, bro? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm sleeping, so I'm grouchy. You know, I was rude. And I was disrespectful. So I was like, what? what like, yeah. I was cursing. I was like, what? Yeah. what like, you hit me. And um, she's over there telling me, why would you say that to me? I'm like, what are you talking about? She was like, you just told me you didn't want to be with me no more. Mm. I was like, what? <laughs> I have not said anything to you. What are you talking about? And bro, that caused like this whole fight. And turns out we broke up. Right? This was literally a Thursday. It had to be a Thursday because the following day we went to uh, base camp. And so base camp, you know, is a, it's our um, young adult and youth retreat that we had uh, at uh, Ascend King of the Nations. Right. And uh, Jasmine's like, hey, you want to go? You know, she's, she was always on top of it. Like she was always inviting me to things. And I was like, I was like, man, is this a retreat? And she was like, I don't know if she said yes, but... I don't, I don't even know if she said yes, but I remember that I didn't want to go, but I had just broke up with my girl. And so I was like, man, maybe I could find something there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I was like, I'm, I might just find something. Bro, I was bad, bro. I was messed up. I was like, maybe I could find something there. And so uh, I go there, right? First night, Friday night, I go there and... Uh, What's crazy is I had to work, so I didn't I didn't think I was gonna be able to go, but then the job got canceled, and so I, I was able to go, and I was like, all right, cool, I'll, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And so I went there. I'm excited. I'm like, man, I'm about to meet some some you know Christian girls. It's about to be cool. We chilling, you know. It's a retreat. It's a retreat. You know, yeah, everybody's yeah. like together. We could, yeah, I was tripping, bro. And and the Lord's like, you thought mm. <laughs> you thought you were gonna come here for some girl, and I uh, I get to the to the main hall right and. They had like this, uh, this, uh, it was like a, uh, it looked like a concert to me, honestly. And I was frustrated, like immediately, bro. I was upset. I was like, in my mind, I was cursing. I was, I was infuriated. I didn't know why. I was like, man, what the heck is going on? Mm. What is this? And I'm just like mad at Jasmine, bro. Like I'm, I'm upset, bro. And so I'm so mad that I get out of, I, well, I was standing because everybody was like worshiping in the front and like they were going, I'm talking about the 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 worship that we have here. It's fire, bro. So everybody's going off. Everybody's jumping. Everybody's like, you know, going after God. And I don't know what that is. Mm. And so to me, that looks like alien. You know, I'm like, what is this? You know what That's I'm saying? Weirdo. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, y'all yeah. funny. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird. And um, and um, basically, I go to the back because they had the water in the back. And so I grab a water bottle. And then comes Jonathan, right? And he he's uh he's actually married with Jasmine now. <laughs> so he comes up to me. Jonathan episode I think it's third, thirteen. 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 Episode thirteen, yeah. Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, and so um he comes up to me and I don't know what that that man like prayed over me, bro. I, I honestly don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know what he prayed over me. I don't remember anything he said. I remember this though. I remember when I opened my eyes, I looked to, to the crowd and I started weeping. I started weeping, bro. I started crying. And he, I don't know where he went. I don't know if he was still there, <laughs> but I started crying, bro. And like, I, I was crying. I don't know if you've ever like cried 
not just externally, but internally, I was crying so, so much mm. that I could, I, I felt like I couldn't even stand up. Um, and literally what it felt was like God came and he grabbed like a veil, like from my mind and my eyes and just took it away. And instantly, bro, I was, I was thankful. It was weird. It was, it was, I can't, I can't explain it. I can't explain that moment. Uh, mm. That's the best way I can explain it. But it was, it was beautiful. I understood why they were so thankful. Mm. I understood why they were, why they were shouting and praying and, 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 and dancing like, like crazy people. But I don't know. I just understood it. It was supernatural and it shifted something in me. And so I began to say something. I was like, God, if you, um, if you're real, and if this is you doing something, I want you to to take all of this away. I want you to take the the addictions. I want you to take all the all the hurt, everything that I've been experiencing for the past few years. I want you to take it away. And so um, the following day, you know, I'm, we're in these devotionals, and you know, I'm still like shaky. Honestly, like, you know, I, I, I just had that prayer and I didn't hear anything from God or anything like that. But um, I'm, in, in, I'm in this devotional and Juan Carlos was uh, our pastor, our, our, young, our youth and young adult pastor was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was the leader there. And he was, um, he, was uh, he had said, like, there was this other guy there named Daniel. And he had said, um, we were just like praying for people and, and we were praying and we were like, hey, like, who, who needs healing? And Daniel, he had like this, like, bone that was like it was hurting his thumb or something like it was a little bit out and bro i lie to you not um i'm like because carlos was like hey you should pray for him i'm like dude i'm not even saved bro like what do you mean what is that you know Mm -hmm. i don't know what 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 that is and um he's like just just command um his hand to be healed and i was like that's it and he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And so I was like, I command your hand to be healed. And the pain had lifted. And when, as I was laying my hands on him, I could feel something shift. And it was like the most, like, like, it was beautiful. But it was like, you know, when you have those awe moments and you're just like, whoa, like, what was that? You know? And that increased faith in me. And remember, I had that Christian background before. I knew that there was a God. I just didn't want a relationship with him. And I never had uh, witnessed a miracle. And so for me to see that and for for me to see the Lord do something like that, I was like, man, Hmm. so you're real. Hmm. So you could do something. And so I believed. My heart believed that when I, because of what I told him, that when I would go home, I wasn't going to struggle with the same thing. I believed it. I believed it. There was belief there. And so I'm different, bro. Like I'm not this, I don't have a cloud over my, my head anymore. You know, and that's what it felt like for years that I had this, this storm that was over my head throughout my life and it wasn't there anymore. Hmm. And so I, uh, I go home and I take Jasmine with me. 
and I had uh, I had some weed, you know, in, in my closet. I had a whole bunch of liquor. And so we did like this. It wasn't a ritual, but we did like this, like, you know, like this, like, kind of like screw all this crap. Like, I'm not going to do this anymore. So we grab everything, all the drugs, all the... All this the, is like your initiation. Yeah, you exactly. Getting, you getting jumped in in the Christian yeah, world. Yeah, there it is. There <laughs> it is, bro. <laughs> yeah. There it is, bro. Literally, bro. And I was like, Lord, like, take this. Yeah. Take this. Like, I don't want this. I I, I put in a big old pot. I don't even know where I got that pot from, but I got a big old pot and I burned it, bro. And um, something I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't find and I found later was the Coke. Hmm. And I'm thankful that Jasmine never saw that because she wouldn't judge me, but like I wasn't ready to share all that stuff. And so I, people only, you know, didn't really know how deep I was in. Yeah. And so I uh, had a whole bunch of uh, drugs, got rid of it. Next day, it's, it's Tuesday. And so I, uh, I go to work. And the very first client that I have, you know, I'm, I'm still working at this moving company. The very first client I have, bro, was smoking weed and was smoking cigarettes in the house the entire day. Mm. Bro, I went in there and I ran out and I almost threw up. Dang. It was like there was a... Bro, like I couldn't be around alcohol or um, uh, I couldn't smell um, uh, cigarettes or or weed for like two, three years, bro. Because if I smelled, if I smelled it, I wanted to throw up instantly. Hmm. And the Lord knew how I, addicted I was because if he didn't place that like in me, um, and I honestly believe it's the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. I believe it is the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit was like, you're not putting this filth in you anymore. And, and that's what it was to me. You know, it was, it, was, it, was, it was tearing me down. Yeah, He knew what it was doing to me. It was my coping mechanism. He's like, you don't got to do that no more. You can cope with me. You can talk to me. You can come to me. And um, I didn't understand that, right? I didn't understand that yet. But- now I do. And so um, for those two, three years, for, for those beginning six months of my walk with Jesus, I grew in a, a, a tremendous way. Yeah. Like it was, it was crazy how much I had grown. Like, and I'm so thankful for Carlos and Katie, if, if you're watching this, Jonathan, Leadership. Jasmine. Yeah. Um, you guys are the best. Yeah. I, I love you guys. You guys, ser- seriously, like I would be dead like without you guys because um, even even after I said yes to Jesus, like there was so much that I needed to learn. And you guys were the the perfect people, hmm. you know, the perfect, perfect people to to encourage me, to to show me how to live a, a, a godly life, to show me how to pursue God. You guys pursue God with all your hearts and and I honor you, I respect you and I bless you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, honor your leaders. Um, do what you can. <laughs> um, it, Carlos right now, he's like, if you knew the headaches. <laughs> Yo, I, I mean, that's, that. that's part hey, of the reason why I'm here too, to hey, be bro. honest with you, you know what I mean? Like our leadership, you know, we're blessed to have amazing leadership at our church and honestly i didn't i didn't even know how blessed we we i i honestly i don't feel like i understand how blessed we are because i mean this is the lord just blessed me with this the first church that i officially came to yeah it was here so yeah shout out to them Yeah. yeah man um and what's crazy right is um in my heart there was always a longing for friendship I didn't know how how 
important it is to have sound friends in your life. People who won't tear you down, but people who will lift you up and, and, and encourage you to move closer in your relationship with God. It's super important. So watch out for that, guys. If you have people who are tearing you down, people who are, you know, who, who, who when you're out of conversation with them, you don't feel encouraged, but you feel discouraged. That's like a red flag right there. You got to make sure sure. you're surrounded by people who, who pursue you and who want to pursue God with you. You know, um, it's important. And I had that and I'm thankful for that. I have that. And so, uh, I got out of this, um, I got out of this, uh, this gang like this by the grace of God, because gang unit hit, nobody had communication and my fear, my fear, the fear in my heart for two, three years, bro, the fear in my heart was that at some point they were going to come looking for me out of this fear, bro. I was like, I was worried that, you know, the beginning like months I had this, this, um, this, this, like, I felt anxious at church because I felt like they were going to come to church and like start shooting everybody like crazy, bro. Like this fear. Hmm. And so, um, you know, and I didn't want and I love all these people. I, I, I formed relationship with all these people and, you know, those beginning six months with God were the best of my life, literally like the, the best, bro, because I, I, I began to learn so um, detailed about who my father was and how he saw me and who I was. And it was, it was like, um, you know, that, that first love, that first love when you experience that first love with Jesus is so beautiful. You got to constantly um, pursue that. You got to yeah. constantly pursue to be in that place. Like that shouldn't go away. It shouldn't. It shouldn't go away, because there's so God is 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 is. There's no limit to Him. There's always something new that you can learn. There's oh, oh, there's something more that you can do with Him. And he's true. the best, the bestest friend that you could have. He's the best. And so, um, yeah, basically, I uh, I uh, I was afraid. I'm not gonna lie. Like fear gripped my heart. You know, fear gripped my heart. Remember Genesis, like the the very first thing, like that that that. Well, after you know that very first thing that 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 um, man and woman experienced was separation from God, and and they were afraid to come before God, right? Yeah, they're hiding. Yeah, they were hiding, and so it was something like that. And and when I read stuff like that, I'm like, man, you use the same tactics, you wicked, wicked thing, man. Like you use the same things. It's the same things, and so. I'm on. I'm on. I, I used to work for Amazon before I before I um, I went full force with the company, and um, I, I was on a route right. And I man, I was humbly I said I was the best in the company. Like you know, like I was I was really on top of things. I'm making a. I was making a bunch of money with Amazon, believe it or not, because mm-hmm. you know I was. They they were they were really taking care of me, and uh, it was the Lord. Um, but on one of those routes. I get to a, an apartment complex in, um, it's here nearby Gaithersburg. And um, I look out of the corner of my eyes and I see all my old homies, bro, in like three different cars. And they're deep, bro. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about like 13, 14 deep, bro. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm going to die. Like, I'm going to get shot. Like, this is, this is definitely like that moment where I got saved. <laughs> And then the Lord did what he was going to do. How, how long after was that? So you went to the retreat and then... That was like two years after. There's like two... So I was, I was gripped by fear for like two years, bro. So I was afraid for like literally like, like two, three... But, but were people calling you like, yo, Not, where you at, so, bro? Like, so, so what's crazy is like lost connection. 
deleted my my Instagram account, deleted all my information, and then slowly throughout those two years, um, I had like people reach out reach out to me like, hey, where are you at? And I'm like, hey man, like I'm 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 going to church, but it wasn't like big homies. It wasn't like people who who call shots, mm-hmm. you know, just people who you were around. Like, yo, where you're at? Where like where are you? You yeah. know, like, we haven't seen you. Like, <laughs> why aren't you here? And I'm like, I gave my life to Jesus. I'm not I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. You know. And there was never like any like threats or anything like that, but there was this thing in my heart where I was like, yo, like something's going to happen. And remember everybody at this point, like it was almost perfect because everybody, it was like a clean break because everybody at this point ain't moving. Nobody's doing anything hot. Like if you're out, you're not, you're getting watched, you know, you know, you're, you're getting watched. And the thing is, a lot of my homies, they were already watched. They had prior cases. I was still very young. I didn't have any prior cases or anything like that. I had a few misdemeanors. Uh, you, you know, I did get, you know, uh, caught up a couple of times, but it, nothing serious, you know, where I was like getting booked as a gang member. So when you get looked as a gang member, bro, it's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. Like it's bad. Yeah. So they, everybody was laying low. Everybody was time. laying so low. So nobody was making moves. Nobody was really doing anything. And so it gave me that opportunity to just pursue relationship with God. Right. And so, um, so now you're at the at the at the at the truck, the yeah, Amazon yeah, truck, the Amazon. You truck. see them. I see them, bro. And and I'm I'm scared, bro. I'm scared, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was so scared. I was terrified. I was like, yo, like, like I'm gonna lose my life. You know, like I'm gonna die. And uh, I see my 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 big homie. He comes up to me. He's like, "Yo, where you been at?" I'm like, "I've been at church, bro. I'm, I'm I've been I've been looking for God." You know what he tells me? He he tells me, "I'm happy to hear that." Hmm. He's like, literally, bro. He said, "I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy you're out." And um, he said, "You know, we used to be friends." And um. I was like, yeah, I know, but I said, if I if I would have stayed, I would have died, and you know that. And he said, I know, and he just walked away, <laughs> straight like that, bro. Just walked away. What did you do? You just I went into the van and I cried, <laughs> <laughs> dude, bro. I, like I wasn't a, expecting that, bro. Yeah, that's that's. That's intense, but you know it. It also reminds me. I was watching. I was watching a, a a little small documentary on gang members in Honduras and El Salvador. Yeah. And there's a huge uh, revival happening in these in these jails, right? Okay. Like, um, pastors are 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 literally trans like helping transform these these inmates' lives. And um, from what I heard in the, in that documentary is. That was a way out. That is a way out right now over there. Wow, that's like good. that's a thing. Like, yeah. okay, you're gonna accept life. That that's that that's, that's your way, way out. Wow. And and then you know, for pastors now, it's a thing of like, okay, um, um, you know, it's it's you have to have that relationship with God because some people have done it just because they want to be out, but they're not serious about their relationship, yeah. right, with God, which is, I mean, it's a way out. But the fact is that. It, there's something happening in in gang lifestyle, and I'm sure it's not everywhere. Mm-hmm. But at least from what you're telling me, that happened with you, and what's happening in 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 El Salvador and Central America. Like God is doing something. He's doing something, bro. In there, where yeah. where you know, it's it's a it's beautiful. Yeah, and 
And I could say, bro, the reason I was so scared is because not a lot of people made it out. Yeah. There was a few people who got hunted, you know, and they didn't, they didn't make it out, you know. Drug overdoses, you see random like things like that, and you're like, was it really a drug overdose, you mm. know? I saw a lot of people like that die, a lot of drug over, overdose. And um, that, that, I also carried some of that because that was, I felt almost, um, I felt almost like to blame because there was a lot of people who had never tried drugs. Like, for example, that girl, right? That, that, that girl that I broke up with before base camp. She had never tried a drug before. You know, uh, she was like a year, year or two younger than me. She had never tried. She was like, what, 16? Uh, I'm, I'm 18 or something like that. She's like 16, 17. Eight, she's almost turning 17. And um, I'm 18 and she's, she's uh, you know, smoking weed, drinking, and she's hanging out with a whole bunch of grown people who she has no business being around, mm. you know? And she didn't make it out, <laughs> you know? She... She um she got pregnant. She got involved with another dude who wasn't a very good dude, mm. and um, you know that broke my heart. You know, and I actually, it's funny. Like a year after I got saved, I I I, I contacted her and I was like, hey, like I need to talk to you. And it was it was nothing sexual. It was nothing you know like like um nothing like that. Malicious. You know? Nothing. You know, malicious. It was nothing malicious, yeah. bro. Like I I just I needed to apologize to her. Yeah. And so I went up to her. Uh, I took her out. I, I took her out to dinner. And I was like, "Hey, like, I, I, I need to, I need to talk to you." Um, and so I took her out to dinner. We, we get something to eat, and I apologize to her. And I'm like, "Hey, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry for what I did to you. You know, because it wasn't, it wasn't good. <laughs> you know, she fell in love with me, and you know, I just used her. Hmm. And so I felt like I needed to, to apologize to her. And I know that it didn't do something." in that moment, but I, be, I believe that it did something after because she, she showed no, no emotion, right? She, she uh, was like, okay, it's okay. Like, I understand. I get it, right. you know, whatever. And she just kept it moving. I was like, okay, like, that's cool. You know, I'm bearing my heart. I'm like, you're like, I'm sorry for whatever I did to you. She's like, okay, you know, but then I find out like a couple months later, she, she's, uh, you know, away from this guy and, you know, taking care of her daughter and, doing all these things and I'm like, hey, maybe, you know, like the Lord healed, you know, healed her heart, yeah. you know, from that. So, um, yeah. Man, so you made it out. I made it out, bro. And yeah, I made it out. That is great. That's a movie scene, bro. If, if, um, <laughs> if the Lord gives me a chance to, to live a long life, I'm a, I'm going to make that a scene. Bro. In a movie, that is absolutely a movie scene. Bro, bro. that that was that was scary, bro. I'm so, telling you, I was scared. <laughs> so, um, I was shaking. Man, okay, so I just I you made it out, mm. and you are engaged. Yeah. You're buying a house. You're running your business. Yeah. Um, you're one of the leaders at our church. You're you're helping the youth. Yeah. Um, and obviously, my first encounter was um with you. When, when it came to like, you know, prayer, I, I just want you to kind of speak on, you are a person that lived this crazy life. You experienced a lot of things, right? Yeah. And you went from that to now um, being able to prophesy, being able to give words of knowledge, you interpret dreams, like yeah. <laughs> through the Holy Spirit, you know, through the power of God, 
you are now being used in incredible ways. And, and, you know, even for me, you know, I've, I've been saved for a year and a couple of months and I, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to the fact that we'll look at people like yourself now and say, man, I don't, uh, that's not, I'm not going to be able to do that. Like, I'm not equipped to do all of that, right? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But like, I want you to just kind of speak on that, you know, like how you got to that, how to that point. And I'm sure it comes from relationship. It comes from that secret place. So just touch on, on that really quick. Yeah. uh, Definitely. I think the, the primary source of all of it is really true um, relationship with Jesus. Um, you have to be constantly seeking God, constantly praying, constantly in the Word, and that doesn't happen overnight. Um, and that's not to say that the Lord can't use you now, because that's that's a lie. You know, the Lord can use you now because the fact is that sometimes it's just not about you. You know, if the Lord wants to say something to somebody and you're available, He'll partner with you and 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 speak something over somebody. You know, because he loves that person. Hmm. So a lot of the times that I feel like the the greatest thing that will hinder us from being able to prophesy, from being able to access those things is fear. We're afraid of what's going to happen next. You can't be afraid of God. You got to trust God. You got to trust his voice. And it's funny, like when I had just got, got, uh, got saved, I don't know where I heard this, but I was like, how do I hear God, right? And somebody said like... How do well? I said, how do how do I know it's God speaking? And somebody said, um, imagine if you were in a dark room, right, and you hear your father speak, or you hear your mom speak, right, or anybody that's close to you speak. You know, like instantly, who they are. You know who what what voice that is, right? You right. know, you know, uh, you know them by the tone. You know, you know what they're saying. You know, um, you know who they are. Yeah, you know, and. Um, they said it's the same thing with God. The more you seek him, you may not be able to see him, but you'll be able to hear him if you listen. Sometimes even while I'm praying for somebody, right? Um, sometimes I, I have moments where I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. I'm saying all these things, right? And, and they sound good <laughs> and all. But then there's a moment where you have to allow the Lord to speak. You have to allow the Lord to speak to you so that you can share whatever he wants to share. And sometimes we don't even do that. Mm. And sometimes I've seen even uh, moments like that where the Lord definitely wants to say something, but we don't give him that moment to really share something with us to be able to share it with that other person. So I've seen things like that, like, and, and things like that are learned, you know, it's like in conversation. Cause really when you're, when you're praying for somebody, you're, you're, you know, interceding in their behalf for God, you know, right. and to God, you know? And so like, um, you're, you're, you know, you're asking the Lord what what He wants to say, what you know, what He wants to do in that moment. Yeah, you got to give Him a chance to speak. You got to give Him a chance for Him to to say what He needs to sh- uh, say. And and the thing is, we can't limit God to just uh, speech. You know, like like we can't limit Him to just words, because um, the Lord will speak to you in in uh, in an image. You know, in a in um in words and in uh, even through dreams. I've had I've had the Lord you know share like these crazy dreams you know yeah. about a certain person i'm like i don't know if i want to share that kind of like, like that's a that's a little you know like insane but then when when i when i share it and i decide to listen to god it's exactly what that person needed to hear mm. so i believe that something that i've seen 
uh, in ministry hinder the person, the minister who is ministering to the to, to that person is their fear. They're afraid that what they're going to say is wrong. Hmm. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Let let your let God speak. Let God do what He's going to do. Don't be afraid of, of 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 being wrong. It's okay. It's a learning process. I've been wrong before. A lot of other people have been wrong before. Thankfully, with you, I wasn't wrong. And 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 you know that that actually. Over time, it it, it becomes um, less and less, and 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 part of it is is because you begin to trust God so much that when He speaks, you're just like, okay, God, like I'm just gonna listen to you because you've done it already before, right? So why aren't you gonna do it now? You know, and so it it, it does take it does take the minister, the person who wants to speak life into that other person, uh, it does take um, for you to listen and for you to seek that intimacy with God. Um, and that does take, it does take a little bit of time, but let's not limit him. Because remember, I, I didn't know I could, I could lay my hands over somebody and command their, their pain to go and the pain go. Yeah. I didn't know that could happen. And, and, and their bones literally shift within my, you know, underneath my touch. I yeah. was, I wasn't, I don't, I was saved, but I didn't even know, <laughs> you know, like I didn't know that I could do that. Yeah. So don't limit yourself. Don't be afraid. If you're wrong, it's okay. It's okay if you're wrong. It's okay to be wrong, but obey God mm. and listen to him. Cause there's a lot of, and you know, a lot of the times something um, personally that I feel, right. Is when the Lord is calling me to, to pray for somebody, I feel this like burning sensation in my heart. Like, I'm just like, if I don't pray for this person, like, it's gonna feel bad. Like I'm gonna no. Like yeah. something's gonna happen. Like oh, like wow. li- like literally. And so like I- I've I've talked to other people who who have felt like that before. And it's very a very common like thing where you feel almost like you there's an urgency to to pray for that person or a desire a passion to, to 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 go up to that person. Listen to that because that means that God wants to say something, and that alone will tell you. That you're being led by God, and if you're being led by God, that means you're not on your own strength. That means that you're you're going in there with all the tools that you need, which is the Holy Spirit. True, you know, true. He's a, he's a tool that you need. And you know, isn't that how he's? Oh, and 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 hold go on, ahead, go ahead, one go second. He's not just a tool. Don't get it twisted. Hmm. He's not a tool. You know, he's our he's our our greatest helper. He's a, he's our greatest advisor. He's uh, he's the he's our greatest friend, Holy Spirit, and you can't. Treat him like a tool. I, I've done that, you know, and so I'm. A, it's the hand that grabs the tool. Yeah, it's literally, bro. You like, know? yeah, we can't call him a tool. And, yeah. and, and Holy Spirit, if I said that wrong, forgive me. But you got to remember that he. You got to remember something. And I want to say this because it, it's 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 real. He wants to prophesy and pray and and speak life into that person more than you do. So. So so if you think you want to pray for that person and love on that person imagine how much God wants to do that. Mm, that's so a good point. so remember that it's not it's not even about you bro like like yeah God will partner with you to love on that person but the Lord definitely wants to 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 encounter people. He wants to minister to people. He wants to love on people. Yeah. You know? That's so. good. I like I like what <clears throat> what you said about, you know, like you feel like something's going to happen if you don't mm-hmm. if you don't pray for them and I and I think that's how we're supposed to live like I want that feeling of <clears throat> what pastor calls it is like having an understanding of uh, of our our mortality or or um, knowing that that person can die that mm-hmm. night. Nice man. <laughs> yeah. You can 
die that day. Yeah. You could die. You could, you're a heartbeat away from dying. So I think, I think I, I, man, I, I, that's something that I've been praying for a lot, that urgency. Yeah. Um, because I feel like when you start living from that urgency, when you start to realize that, yeah, you're a heartbeat away, mm-hmm. um, you, you can be fearless because you realize that you're not that important. Yeah. It's not really about you. The main character of this story is God. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just an extra, Yeah. you know, and, and, and. Like you said, his heart is to minister to people, to pray for people, yeah. to heal people, yeah. you know? So it's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, give me some, for, for the people listening, watching, give us some last words. Yeah. Um, we have, it's crazy because every time I'm like, man, we can, we can definitely sit here for hours. Dude, for this hours. Is, this has been great. This has been great, bro. My man. Just some last words for for the people. Repent. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, no, 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 seriously. Um, I think that um, a lot of the times we forget how powerful that is when we yeah. when we repent, and you have to repent constantly. I was praying on this because I, I I wanted to say something that um, that the Lord wants to say. You know, I, I was like, Lord, like, what can I say? And um, he told me, tell them to repent. Hmm. Tell them to repent. Tell them that um, it's okay to trust me, that it's okay to come to me with the with the, the dirty things. It's okay to come to me with the small things, with the, with the things that they can't handle and repent. Hmm. It's okay because I'll take care of it. And that's literally what I what I've uh, personally been experiencing in this season. And I asked him, I was like, Lord, is this is this really what you want me to say? And he's like, This is that season. Where we have to repent. Yep. And so, um, yeah, repentance is important, and make sure that you're 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 turning to God constantly. Make sure that you're you're aware that we are in the end times. We are in that um, that uh, sphere where where the, the the Lord is coming, our Savior is coming, Christ is coming, and um, make sure that you're not caught slipping. So um, repent, 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 repent. That's what I. That's what I. I have to say to repent, you know. And I want to encourage you guys um, to definitely take some time and 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 seek the Lord. And um, if I could read something before before I go, um, this is um, Psalms uh, twenty five verse fourteen. Okay. And it says, uh, "There's a, pli- a private. Sorry, there's a private place reserved for the lovers of God, where they all sit near Him." and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. Hmm. So there's a private place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. And I've been hmm. I've been in this in this cuz you asked me like how how is it that you can hear the Lord and you know and prophesy and and be able to walk in in the gifts and be able to pour into people like this? It's because of this. It's because I've been able to sit in his presence and receive the revelation that he has for me. It's not just for me. It's for me, but it's not just for me. I realize that whatever's revealed to me is trickled down into every person that I encounter. There's something specific that the Lord pours into me that then I can, it overflows, hmm. you know? And so, yeah, yeah repent and uh, sit near God. <laughs> And let him reveal things to you because he definitely wants to. Mm-hmm. Trust in him.
Thank you for listening to the Wandering Sun podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to connect with us, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the Wandering Sun. And if you have any words of encouragement or testimony you would like to share with us, please visit thewanderingsun.com and leave us a message. Also, if you have any prayer requests, if you need help, if you need community, message us at thewanderingsun.com and we'll try our best to help you. I pray God continues to bless and protect you and we'll catch you on the next episode.